friends, our uh, second reading in gospel today, this week, and I think give us uh, some warnings about some temptations uh, we might fall into in our life, our spiritual life. You know, I'm not going to touch the uh, first reading with a 10-foot pole. Uh, that's Proverbs 31 on the, the perfect wife. Um, so I'm not touching that. Uh, you can interpret that however you want. I will say, though, it's one of the options for weddings, for readings, and I don't think I heard it. I don't think a couple picked it for my first eight years of uh, weddings, and in the last year, like three couples have picked it. I still don't talk about it at weddings, uh, even when they pick it, but anyway. So I'm going to stick to the, the second reading in the gospel. Three uh, temptations I think they highlight for us. The, one I, the first I want to call just spiritual procrastination. Right, so the second reading, Paul, Paul says that we have to be alert and vigilant and prepared for the Lord's coming. And I don't know about you, but just in general, I tend to procrastinate things. Like, raise your hand if you would self-identify as a procrastinator. Yeah, good amount, you know. And as much as us procrastinators would rationalize it, and we'd be like, yeah, I know I wait to the last minute, but I still get things done really well. Okay, we all tell ourselves that, right? It's a self-justification. Um, deep down, we know that if we had been a little more prepared, it would have gone even better. You know, I think we know that deep down. Um, yesterday, I was uh, very blessed to be the... Uh, the uh, one of the chef judges for a chili cook-off that our uh, students had here. And uh, one of the groups, I don't think any of them are here, I'll call them out tonight, they, uh, their Saturday morning got away from this chili cook-off was at one o'clock. They didn't get to uh, Kroger till about noon. Uh, <laughs> uh, bought the ingredients and put them together and so they were in the crock pot for about, uh, I don't know, 25 minutes or so. And I, the three judges, we tasted it. It was, it was the worst chili I've ever had. I mean, it's not even, I couldn't eat a second spoon. Uh, it was so bad. Uh, and I told him that. Uh, I said, my notes were, this is horrible. Fire from chili making. Uh, these were the notes that I gave to the people. Anyway, they were unprepared, right? And things don't go as well. And so, spiritually, uh, we're invited to not procrastinate. Just as procrastinating with homework and with other responsibilities generally doesn't turn out the best product that it could, right? The same is true in the spiritual life. And whether we're thinking about it in terms of the end of the world, uh, it seems that no meaning for Paul in 1 Thessalonians that we hear from today is scholars think the first letter Paul ever wrote, dated in the early uh, 50s, so about 20 years after the ascension. But Paul seems to think in his early letters that Jesus is coming back at the end of time, maybe within his lifetime. And so there's a, uh, he seems to evolve on that maybe in his later uh, letters. But there is a sense that like, we have to be ready when Jesus comes back. Right? So whether you think about it in terms of the end of time, whether you think about it in terms of preparing for the end of uh, your own life, which will be our own judgment before Christ, or whether you just think about it in terms of like producing the greatest spiritual fruit, the, the more we delay, 
and, are, and procrastinate, the further we fall behind. Right? This was a theme uh, blessed to take over 140 students last weekend to Hockney Hills. And uh, the last talk by Antonio, uh, uh, which if you go on retreats, it's like the last talk is usually like, what are we going to do when we get back to Toledo? How are we going to practice our faith? And I remember he, he said this line, uh, uh, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right? If nothing changes, nothing changes. And it was an invitation to say like, hey, if you keep procrastinating growing in your relationship with the Lord, it's just not going to happen. Right? And sometimes we think like this. Um, I'll, I'll start devoting some time to prayer later. Right? I'll... Uh, I'll draw closer to God and grow in this area of my life or faith later. Right? I'll uh, work on this. An insight from 430 Mass last night, they said, uh, one guy said, you know, I, I like, I waited until sin was no longer fun anymore when I got older. You know, I just waited till then. And uh, I thought, well, that's an interesting take. Uh, so... That's one way. I'll wait till sin's not fun anymore uh, to work on these areas of my life. Right? We can push, we can kick the can down the road. The invitation from Paul is to not spiritually procrastinate. If we want to grow and be prepared for every encounter we have with Jesus, uh, there's no time like the present. The second uh, temptation I want to call just like stinginess. This from the gospel. That here's a spiritual principle of spiritual physics. That the more we hold on to uh, God's grace within us, the more it dies. Right? The more that we give it out and share it generously uh, with others, the more it multiplies. Certainly one of the story, one of the lessons of the parable of the talents. Right? However you see the, the talents as as wealth, as uh, personal gifts and capacities. I heard a cool interpretation a few years ago. A talent in the ancient world was actually very heavy. Um, so one talent was equivalent to about 50 pounds of silver or gold. So a talent wouldn't be something you could carry in your pocket, for example. It had the clear designation of like something really heavy and weighty. And this scripture scholar said when a Jew would have heard that, they would have immediately thought of what was considered the heaviest and weightiest thing on the planet, which was what was called the Kabod of Yahweh, which was invisibly present on the mercy seat in uh, the Holy of Holies of the Jerusalem temple. This was symbolized the mercy of God, which had this incredible weight and, and density and gravity to it because it carried within it. The, all the sins of the world carried by the mercy of God. And so this scripture scholar said when a Jew would have heard uh, like five talents, that would have been incredibly heavy. And they would have thought of the weightiness of the mercy of God. And that what is exchanged, right, in this parable is not some uh, sum of, of, of monetary wealth. What is exchanged is a sharing and a participation in the divine mercy. In the divine love, which is meant to be given out and shared, so that we who carry the weight, right, of God's grace can help shoulder the weightiness 
and the gravity and the heaviness of other people's burdens so that we can reflect God's mercy. And the more we try to be possessive of that and say, this is my fate, this is my little world, the more it just dies within us because it's meant to be diffusive. It's meant to be, to, sh to be shared and to be expanded and multiplied, right? And so a kind of stinginess, right, with our own spiritual life, with our generosity to others, says I'm not going to help this person because they don't deserve it. The more we hold on to the, the gifts of God's grace working within us, the more they die within us, the more we freely give them away, right? Even to people maybe we don't think deserve it, the more they grow and they expand and they multiply uh, within us. So we have to avoid a stinginess. Um, this is my thing, right? Um, I was talking about that right before Christmas because people get all fired up that their chairs are taken in their pews, you know? There's a, there's a kind of, like, this is mine, and I'm going to hold on to it, um, and yet it's meant uh, to, be, to be shared. The third one I want to just call, like, spiritual comparison or jealousy. I've always been really inspired by the second guy in this gospel, right? Because he gets less talents than the first guy, but he doesn't seem to really care, right? And, and it says that they're given the amount of talents they get based on their ability. So there's like a discrimination of disparity, right, of a distribution that's given precisely because he lacks something that the first guy doesn't lack, right, or whatever. whatever however the, the talent giver is discriminating, this second person is given three as opposed to uh, two as opposed to five. And he doesn't let it uh, bug him. He doesn't say, you know, this is unfair. This is really unfair. This person gets more than me, and so I'm just going to kind of coast because no matter what I produce, it's never going to match what they produce. And so I'm just going to throw in the towel. This is unfair from the beginning. I got less stuff. Right? I'm not going to maximize it. Right? And I, I think that's a temptation in human life. It's a temptation spiritually. Uh, other people that were given uh, bigger advantages, whether that be spiritually or intelligence or looks or wealth or family history or whatever. And we're like, you know, I just didn't have the advantages they have. And so, like, I'm just not going to maximize what I can maximize. This, this person seemingly doesn't let that temptation affect them. They're just like, you know what? I was given two, and so I'm going to maximize those two, and I'm going to double them. And I don't care if the person with five maximizes and gets ten, because I did everything that I could to maximize the gifts that God had given me. And so the temptation to be spiritually jealous, the temptation to compare, and to constantly look around at how others are doing and what they've been given, and using that as a reference point for my growth, I think is a temptation uh, that we all face. So friends, as we approach uh, the end of the liturgical year next weekend with Solemnity of Christ the King, and then we'll work our way into the first Sunday of Advent, uh, let's be aware of those temptations, the temptations to procrastinate, uh, the temptation to be stingy uh, and not generous with God's gifts and love, 
And the temptation to constantly compare ourselves and be jealous of what others have, which often distracts us uh, from the good that we are called to do. And let's pray uh, through the grace of this Eucharist.